Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk about a video game from their past that is special to them and that came to them at an impactful moment in their life. On the show, if you're a listener, you might know that we talk as much about what made playing the game fun and special and memorable for our guest as we will around the context around how they love fell in love with it for the first gosh darn time. Now, a little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you're on social media, check us out. We're super fun. We're good at social media. We post once a week when I release the episodes. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod, um, and then on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. But there's just one Y, so that's B Y O U R. There, you will see the art that I make for each episode. Uh, every week, you'll also see an image of our guest and maybe a little bit about them and what they're doing and what they've been up to and how you can support them. Uh, you can also support the show by giving us a, leaving us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store. That helps our visibility. We've gotten some really wonderful reviews recently. So uh, the next little batch we get, uh, I'll read them on the show. Um, but do make sure they're nice and good spirited. Uh, lastly, you could share the show with a friend, whether they love the game we're discussing today or video games in general. And of course, as you've probably already heard an ad for, we are a part of a Patreon at patreon.com slash super radio. You can get a ton of bonus content every single gosh darn week from myself, Jeremy Schmidt, and even July Diaz. We're the three amiibos, you know, us who love us. That's it for the housekeeping. I'll finally introduce our guest who's been freaking squirming <laughs> over there. Please welcome football star, sketch captain, and cool aunt, Mary Jo. Welcome to the show. Wow. You really nailed me. 
I know you well, my friend. I've known you for a while. I know the three things that, <laughs> and I'm just going to assume things. that f- football star is still so near and dear to your heart that it overrides all of the current things that you got going on. But I figured sketch captain and cool aunt would be up there. Sketch captain. Uh, yeah. I love to talk about nothing other than what I did in high school, play football. <laughs> Freaking uh, like all league kicker. Yes, I was an all-league kicker on my high school men's football team. That's true. Dude, just <laughs> a pure athlete. Also an incredible soccer player as well. Yeah, sure. Used You're a gosh to be. darn athlete. I ran a mile like a month ago. <laughs> Ooh, how was it? <laughs> Horrible. Oh, yeah, it sucked? <laughs> yeah, Was it the it. stamina? Would you, did your legs hurt? I the just, listener would like to know. I just I'm going to assume. I don't want to do it anymore. I did it. <laughs> I did it for like 22 years as a career. I'm not running anymore. I'm just not doing it. Hey, fair. And <laughs> and you don't you don't gotta do that. Yeah. So which I'm happy to deliver that news to you. <sighs> Thank God. Um but but so you in fact I'm not gonna even ask you to run for this episode. I normally ask my <laughs> guests to do a few laps. We're gonna let you just sit down and enjoy it. Meg Joe, yes. I of course would love to share a little bit about you mm-hmm. with our audience. We know each other. As I do most of my listener, uh, most of my guests through mm-hmm. the indie improv community and just the improv community in general. I guess we met at UCB technically. Yeah, um, I so in a class. Yes, we in met, a class yes. with Nick Mandernock. That's right. Shout out to you, Nick. I know you're listening. <laughs> Hi, Nick. I know you love me. Um, I do love Nick though, and if yeah. he happens to listen to this episode, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's how we met. We were on an improv team together for a while. We called did, Kicker. <laughs> called Kicker, um, which you made a really cool logo for. It was like the foosball logo. Yep, with three of us. That was so cool. Shout out Drew Marquardt, former guest of the show. He he didn't have a solo episode, but I had Drew on for a special Super Bowl football episode where he talked about uh, an old football game. It was God, fun. I bet he was sounded so smart on it. He sounded really <laughs> He's smart. He's so smart. So smart and waspy. Um, <laughs> yeah. miss, miss our buddy. He used to be the three of us and Jake Jabor in my apartment every whenever we did that. Every Wednesdays? whenever we did that. I think so. When I was still Wednesdays. commuting from Long Beach. Good Lord. <laughs> um, yeah. And then a brief time when you just walked down the street from your old apartment. But that's how I know you, yes. Meg. Uh, we go way back. We're good friends. Uh, uh, you're also, the people have definitely heard about Mock because a lot of Mock people have been on. Okay. This is Meg. Meg Joe is a mock member uh, with a, with a, the mock jacket. But what do you yeah. want to share about yourself, Meg? <laughs> what do you do? Who are you? Um, what do you want the people to know? Well, in high school, I... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, let's see. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a comedian. I'm predominantly a writer. I love to perform. We've performed a lot together. And uh Yeah. I guess on my day-to-day, I actually, what I'd write is I market film and TV, so that's fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're uh, you're playing the, the masses like a fiddle, getting them to go see movies and TV, aren't you? Uh, absolutely, yes. I am a copywriter <laughs> in the entertainment industry. I write movie taglines. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, social. Are you allowed to say one or two that you've done that you really enjoyed? That you oh, did copy um, for? I'm working on blind spotting right now for stars. That it's a the series TV now. Series. It actually it was not it's not my agenda to push it, but it premieres on Sunday. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but it'll it'll have premiered. 
And oh, it's it comes so out next week, so it, it will have just good. come out. Yeah. Wow. I've been we've been sleeping on stars, I think, as a people, <laughs> but they have some good Dang. shit on there. You'd yeah. think in Hollywood, it'd be the last thing we'd sleep on is stars. Am I right, Meg? <laughs> Well, really, we're all trying to sleep on stars, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> uh, that's so cool, dude. I I had seen, like, L.A. casting extras, extra, like, background work postings, but that's always cool to see those shows come to fruition. Congrats. Um, it's so good. So, yeah, definitely go check out uh, Blind Spotting on Stars, listener, because it'll be out by this point. Um, you also, I don't know if you it's going to come back, but you have been a podcast host and are, are a podcast host on hiatus. Yes. Can I say that? Yes, absolutely. We uh, we are on hiatus. We finished our first season. We're still so putting great. together our second season. And yeah, it's called Forever Babe. It's about um, falling in love, really, but it's really like- Well, can you sigh a little bigger before you say that next <laughs> Well, I realized that that- that description might not invite everyone to want to listen, but it is like a little bit more of like comedy meets journalism in a way. Like we we do like hours and hours of research for every topic and then teach you about it and talk about it. So you'll learn something you didn't know for sure every time. But it's generally about dating and love and the science involved and things like that. It's really a really fantastic show uh, co-hosted by a person who was mentioned on the very first gosh darn episode of the oh. show, Molly Kiernan. Molly B. Kiernan. The, the old heads uh, who've been around the from day heads. one. They know who Kiernan is. Oh, you call your uh, fans the old heads? <laughs> the old freaking geezers out there. Um, yeah, they know Molly. But yeah, that show is so fantastic. I think I listened to every episode and I'm so pumped to hear that you're already preparing for season two. Do you, um, no pressure, but do you have like a date in mind when you'd like to start Getting those puppies out the door. We don't. We're and gonna we will hold you to it. Because we're going to finish the entire season before it's released. So. Oh, smart. You can't hold me to it because I don't really know. That's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with all that weekly research, like that can pile up in a week. I mean, as you know. Well, yeah. And Molly's working on a TV show right now. And yeah. I am very busy as well. So it just helps us out. And then it'll be just really buttoned up and probably an even better season than the first season we're hoping. But. We don't know when it's coming. Is that even possible? <laughs> I mean, I heard it. It's pretty good. <laughs> it better be. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, well, that's probably, you know, listener, it probably pulls back the curtain a little bit and, and is very obvious why Meg is such a, such a natural on the mic, just having such a cool, <laughs> fun time. Of course, she is a podcast host herself. So check out Forever Babe. I'll also put a link to it so that people Ooh. can um, check that out. Uh, and even, I'll even put the socials on there if they want to follow what? you guys because then they'll see when stuff is really coming out yes but, that's um, true uh did you get to share about what you wanted about yourself meg do you think you you did what you you did what you set out to do you know i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> cool perfect well um bef uh, before we dive into your history with video games and whatever that whatever that looks like mm -hmm. would you mind introducing um the game that we're going to be discussing later Yes, I'm sure you've all played it a million times. <laughs> Everybody knows Catan Classic. That's the Heck game. Yeah, that uh, amazing. Uh, really looking forward to it. The mobile version, the one mobile of the mobile versions, versions. Yes. one of the mobile versions of mm -hmm. Settlers of Catan. Um, 
So excited to talk about it. the first <laughs> mobile game we're talking about. Like I told you, and that's Hell really yeah. fun for me. Um, so let's do it. Let's talk about your history with video games. Do you re- do you have like a first memory of ever playing a video game or even taking like a remote interest? Yes. So I played, I grew up in a home where you weren't allowed to have them. Oh, I'm so sorry. Pour one out for Meg, a listener. <laughs> Truly. Um, <laughs> and so when I went to my cousin's house or my friend Bailey's house, that's when I like would lose my goddamn mind. Ooh. And I remember pretty early on playing something very early in my life playing something Mario at my cousin's and then going to Bailey's house and playing um, Duck Hunter. Ooh, fun. Yes. And another With Mario. A zap gun. What is the, oh God, this demo is not going to enjoy me. What's the Mario game where you just like run around in the castle and do stuff? <laughs> oh, Super Mario 64. Fuck, I loved that show. I mean, that, sh- that the TV game. show, that Mario game. 64. <laughs> yes. uh, first off, Meg, they're going to love you. Like, they know we have people with different video game backgrounds on the show. Uh, and if they do judge you, screw them, okay? Yeah, if they um, knew me in high school, they'd love me. Yeah, and listener, trust me, you would, listener. Um, uh, that game is is an all-timer. We covered that. I think it was like episode 12. Mm. My friend Jacques Molladeau came so on to discuss. Fun. Yeah, uh, that game was actually re-released as part of uh, a little pack last year for the Nintendo Switch. So, Oh, no, um, I need to get a ever, Switch, huh? I think you are. The next, If you ever come over to hang out someday, which I'm sure you will, I'll have to just like put you on the couch while everyone's <laughs> hanging out and sharing drinks and put the controller in just your hand. Just set me down happens. on the couch. Yes. Um, I, my only other experience really is playing the Switch at your place. But I'm, oh, yeah. as you know, I mean, it's been forever because of COVID, but as you know, I'm one of those like... Um, hold i mean for the switch sometimes this makes sense but in general i like hold the remote and like move it with what i want them to do (laughs) yes that's a classic thing where like if they're if they're jumping you'll jump a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's incredible uh so yeah mario 64 any i mean if if that's all you really remember of it that's great but do you remember like why that was cool to you i know it's reaching pretty far back i guess it makes sense that i liked even duck hunter too though and um, Mario, because, when, and I'm talking about Catan, I, I like games where you're not, like, racing and you have to, like, think about things. I, one of the reasons I know that um, there's games now where you, like, solve mysteries and things like that, one of the reasons I haven't gotten into those is because I know I will love them so yeah. much and I'm afraid. <laughs> of, like, your time being consumed? Yeah, that I'll wake up a year later with, like, a beard. <laughs> not know where I am Um, wow but I love that where like and in that one in particular you just like walk around and look for things yeah uh and then you can do little challenges and stuff along the way if I remember right but Mm -hmm. I like um being able to relax when I'm doing that kind of thing and so that makes sense for me that I liked that game Ooh, that's cool um yeah, hearing you talk about the sort of types of games that sound appealing to you, mm-hmm. uh, I I just let someone borrow a, a game recently and they loved it, and I'm I and it's literally solving mysteries and just doing Ooh. puzzles. Okay, at your leisure. So I'll have to talk oh, to you about no. that off pod, but we'll start your addiction early. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, after Mario sixty four, do you have any memories that stick out after that? 
at all? Yeah, I mean, I guess, again, just playing Switch at your place, uh, being horrible at it. Um, I wonder what we did. Like, were we playing? It was, um, I, I mean, when we played the most, you had just gotten it. It had just come out. You, like, yeah. pre-ordered it or whatever. Um, you know I did. I know we played, like, is there baseball? I don't know or if golfing there was baseball. Or something, something like that. Yeah. Tennis? I don't know. I don't think so. You know what we Something probably Something where I played? had to swing it and I was very afraid of swinging it into your TV. I wonder if that was... <laughs> so it came... It didn't come with this, but there was a launch game called 1-2-Switch where you would just do quick little challenges. Mm-hmm. And some sometimes it would be like swinging something. Sometimes it would be like milking a cow. Um, I'm thinking it's that, but yeah, I also feel like... Right. I feel like I also probably made you and Drew play snipper clips, which were the pieces of paper that cut each other. Do you yes. remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Aw. Like four Dang. years ago. Dude, five? that's disgusting. Four. Four. Go, it'll be five next year, though, which is disgusting. Yeah. Knowing Whoa, you for time. half a decade is absolutely vomit-inducing. Yeah, so. well, we're coming up on five years this <laughs> September, dude. That's pretty good. Yeah. Look Nuts. at us. Look at us. Uh, all it takes to get together now is a Zoom. But, um, and that's that's pretty much your game history, right? With the exception of the game we're going to talk about today? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is only applicable because of the game I'm going to be talking about. But, like, I fuck with, like, solitaire on my phone and stuff. Oh. Like, anything that I can zone out to, I will. Like, you know those solitaire games where you pretend you're, like, betting money? Sure. I have like $20,000 in that game. <laughs> it's not real money, but like I play like it is and I'm very yes. rich from it. Dang, dude. Just anything um, like that. I love. Are there like specifically, do you have any other examples of games that like that that you like to play? I play Nerds on my phone as well. That's another card game that's silly to dude, play on your phone. I forget that you know Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Or there's uh, some people call it Speed Solitaire Nerds. Okay. Um. What else? Have you ever been a Tetris person at all? Not really. Oh, I did grow up playing computer games, which I think, like, you know, I know you're, I'm Those amazing. Count? Your jaw just dropped because I played it computer It really games. did. So I grew up on um, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my goodness. So, so good. good. And then Zoom Beanies, which we have talked oh. about a lot. Which I would love to have you on that episode. It is like I, so Like good. I said. Um, I'm looking at my phone because I want to not forget anything, but I, no, okay. I feel like that's, oh, I have Ticket to Ride on my phone. Listen, and they Splendor. They have a version of that? Yes. Um, anything that should be a board game that's on your phone, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Um, incredible, dude. Well, thank you for sharing your, uh, your history, albeit brief, but that's what's yeah. fun about having different people from different backgrounds on. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, we're going to discuss, uh, what is it called? Catan classic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I almost called it Catan mobile. Same thing. Same thing. Meg, I guess I'll see you on the other side. See you later.
Hello, my name is Jeremy Schmidt and I host a podcast called Video Games, a comedy show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a comedy show anywhere podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Here, of course, to discuss Catan Classic, the mobile version, one of them, <laughs> of Settlers of Catan, the famous board game, with Meg Joe. Meg, welcome back from the break. Oh, thank you. Thanks for letting me nap for just a second. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, kind of threw a wrench in my day, but I figured you're the guest. I am the so, guest. So I'll let you do that, but uh, I'm really excited to, you know, hear about what you love about this game. Before we do that, as I told you earlier, I'm going to share a little bit of history and context, and then oh. also, as I asked you, I'm going to make you explain this game to us. <laughs> um, Great. But so, so here I go. Catan Classic is the Settlers of Catan base game version for Android and iOS, which allows the player to enjoy Catan anytime, anywhere. It's based on the widely popular board game, Settlers of Catan, duh, that has received numerous expansions and improvements over the years. Settlers in the multi- is a multiplayer board game designed by Klaus Tuber. Mm-hmm. It was first published in 1995 in Germany by, this is going to be fun, Frankisch Cosmos Verlag. I did as, not know it wasn't Klaus. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. As uh, And in Germany, it was uh, published as Die Silder von Katan. Perfect German accent by me. Perfect. Um, uh, all of our German... Oh, it's weird. I'm noticing our Germany listeners are dropping <laughs> off. Uh, players take on the roles of settlers, each attempting to build and develop holdings while trading and acquiring resources. Players gain points as their settlements grow. And the first to reach... A set number of points, typically 10, wins. Now that I've kind of given that brief overview of of the game, are are there any other important details or things you'd like to clarify or maybe just erase what I said entirely, Meg, about this game? No, no, all all correct. I even learned something new. Uh, Klaus is still around. He makes videos that you can see on the Catan website or their social media sometimes. An older German fella. (laughs) And uh, no, that's exactly correct. Um, It is a board game. Like I said, many of the games I play should be board games. I play them (laughs) on my phone. Um, And yeah, it's basically a game about economics. There is some sort of like supposed narrative there that you're like settling on this unsettled Mm -hmm. island and trading resources. But really, that story doesn't matter at all when you're playing the game. You literally are just trading wheat or brick, sheep and wood (laughs) (laughs) and uh, trying to get the most points by building roads, settlements and cities and uh, building an army. As Whoa! Well. Yeah. Um, is there is four players the most that you can play this game with, and is that the ideal amount? So on this version of the game, like your base, whether it's the board game or mobile, the base version, you can have up to four players. You can play with as little as three, but I have an extend extension pack, <laughs> so I think you can play. I think with six or eight. Ooh, that's and then, cool. 
I also own like five other versions of the game. Do you they, really? It's sort what, of, it's can sort you tell of, us about those? Yeah, it's sort of like Monopoly where you can buy branded versions. So I had a, I have a, um, oh no, my brain is broken. I have a, um, oh, winter is coming. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I couldn't oh, get. Cool. I could not get the words "Lord of the Rings" out of my brain. I have a Game <laughs> of Thrones version. I have what they call Cities and Knights. I have Ooh. the expansion. I have what else? I see. The thing is, I always play classic. <laughs> oh, Seafarers is another one. But what's nice is it doesn't like it changes how the game works with everyone. It's not just branded. So oh. there's different ways to play expansion packs the board looks different um there's different things you get to build like bridges or boats or whatever um that sounds fun yeah. it sounds like it keeps it fresh based on the version you're playing yes but my favorite thing about classic and the reason i keep playing it constantly every day on my phone is every game is completely different because the board changes and you put your like settlements in different places. So no matter what, you're going for a different strategy game to game. You wow. can't like predict what's gonna happen when you start the game. <laughs> Dang, that keeps you on your toes as a player. It's pretty fun. I also love to read game theory <laughs> about Catan. Um, I don't love to, but I like knowing it's making me better at it. So yes. I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's all sorts of theories about like, what's most important to prioritize as you're playing. Uh, yeah, I'm a city girl. Dude, you've I'm gotten into girl. like the, the meta game, dude, <laughs> mm -hmm. of this. Of this. Um, do you, you know, obviously mobile, uh, we'll talk about the mobile game for yes. sure, but I am curious, uh, do you have like a crew that you like to play the actual board game with? Yes. Does it just differ? Tell me so, about this crew. Especially during COVID, we have really taken it to a 10. Um, so my boyfriend, Corey, that I live Shout with. Shout out to Corey Webster. Hi, Corey Webster. Uh, he's in the other room playing FIFA. FIFA. <laughs> um, and our friends, Alec and Kyla, that was our bubble during this time. Yes. And even in the beginning, we would do it over Zoom. We each have a board. So we would set up our Zooms to look at each other's boards and then just make the exact same board and move each other's pieces for each other. Dedication. So dedicated. And we would play, this is, a, this is usually like a one-off game, but we made it so it's a league and we would play in s games of 10. Oh. And then the winner would make the rules for the next season. <laughs> and we played like 90 games that during COVID. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I love when people get so into something that they have to not necessarily make additional rules, but mm -hmm. you you're like putting up your barriers of competition. This isn't just like a one-time thing. Like we're getting serious. Yeah. We all like have the thing we're known for doing. Um, <laughs> I love like making, so in this game, if a seven rolls and you have more resources than seven, you have to lose half your resources. It is a Whoa. dice game. And so I love making the first game of the season special seven. So you get more cards if a seven rolls instead. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Special sevens. I just want everyone to have fun, you know? That's so Cool. I really, so also this is an important question. Who won the league or did someone like win the most? I do think I have the most wins with three. Hell yeah. Three season wins. Um, wow. 
It might be that everyone else has two, so it's not like a huge deal, but. So it's pretty like um, fair competition all oh, around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were the winner, so fist bump fist- over Zoom, oh, Meg. Ow. <laughs> Sorry. I'm really strong now. Um, we do live like dude, a that's... block away, so I kind of, I felt it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how, that's how this works. Um, <laughs> but that's fun. I would love to, I would love to play sometime because I've only played a handful of times, but I'm always down to play a game please so now that we're you know we've been fully vaxxed for a while like if you're ever looking for like a spare in, yes. in a crew hit me up i'm play with Corey and volunteer. i or Perfect. you can play on mobile against me this is how it starts yep mm-hmm. this is how it freaking starts <laughs> well speaking of the mobile game and, and thank you for walking us through not only like your little league but but the, <laughs> the, but the game and a little more kind details of, yes. than i was able to provide um Let's get into it, dude. Um, first, I would actually like to know, because I'm f- going to assume you played the board game before you ever got into the mobile version. Yes. Yes. Do you remember when you played... This is is so funny playing a board. This is the first mo- mobile game and board <laughs> game we're talking about. Do you remember when you first played Catan or like when you got into that for the first time? So I remember the first time I played it was with... Well, it was actually forever ago. I think like in college with my college oh, wow. boyfriend or something. But then... Biola. Uh, oh, okay, Azusa Pacific. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah. There's, Meg, there's a billboard on Hyperion. Have you seen I've it? I've seen it. It's, so, it's like right outside. There's a billboard live, for basically. it. And then there's a really sneaky billboard for it, like a block away or something. And it says like, it, it's called like, oh, shit, I got to look it up because it's like, the exact same branding as Azusa Pacific, but it says like online Pacific or something like that. And it has yeah. like the same logo and it's so sneaky. They're like, we're not a Christian school. <laughs> That's so funny. Gosh, I'm so embarrassed to have been there for many reasons. You know but what? You- it made us who we are. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all I can hold on to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you started playing this in college. Sorry to interrupt you, but tell me about that. Yeah, I know. I think that was like a one off and I forgot about it. But then a few years ago, less like three years ago, uh, my friend Brian pulled it out and we Corey and I played with him. And actually, I was so drunk that night that I hated it. I was like, (laughs) because there's so many rules. It is like this is the game that like on Parks and Rec. Cones of Dunshire is based yes. off of. <laughs> uh-huh. And so it's like, and then the robber steals your wheat and then the you could build a settlement, but then it turns into a city, but not if somebody takes it from you. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm drunk, please stop. And so I like got through it and I might've even won that game to be honest, but I was like, okay, can we get this over with? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to lie down. <laughs> but after that, I did. I loved it. I knew how to play, so that was done. <laughs> and nice, since then, I played many a drunk game of Catan. Um, Proud of you. But yeah, I think it really, really ramped up during COVID because what the hell else are we going to do, especially those first few months? And then, uh, yeah, but before that, it was still like a fun like community thing in a way where we played with Alec and Kyla, who we are in that mm. league with. And uh, it only takes three people, but it's interesting every time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the first time it, I was, I was over it a little bit because I couldn't, I couldn't understand. It's a lot yeah, to take in. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's that's really cool to hear. It's kind of felt like you're about to tell me like 
it sounded like a ro- beginning of a rom-com where like you met one night in college and it didn't work <laughs> out, but then years later you reconnect. I am in a deeply committed relationship with Catan at this point in my life. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say something else that started with a C and no, no, Corey, but not Corey, Catan. Sure. <laughs> sure, great. Yeah, well, um, it is kind of a three-way thing anyway, because he loves Catan as well. Wow, I am so proud of you too for being uh, so open. progressive in that way. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. amazing. I, you know, I'd like to think I could be someone like that. I just don't know if I could do it. <laughs> you haven't found um, the right game yet. <laughs> no, that's true. Or let's be honest, person. Um, <laughs> it takes two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, yeah. So I gotta, I'm going to start with that before. Fine. I don't think starting with the board game first is going to do well for me. So It's like your weird um, secret you have to reveal to someone. <laughs> yeah. So there's one thing you've got to know. That's that's my terrible first night over sketch. Um, <laughs> um and you're going to have to pitch on it because you're a good sketch writer. Um, so you were obviously, you've gotten really into this game over the last few years. When did the mobile game sneak onto your phone? Good question. Um, during COVID, I remember I was at the park and I bought it on my phone because I wanted to play wow. at the park. And I it was just Corey and I, so you can't play with just two people. And I was like, I want to keep playing this game. Yes. Um, and it's truly like, it's so easy to zone out to because I know it in and out. And then another thing is, because you said mobile, the like intricacies of playing a mobile game, it is different than playing in person. Okay. I always play three person because it goes faster because that's oh, the, the smallest phone. amount you can play with. Gotcha. And uh, I, if you <laughs> if you see me playing it, I'm swearing at the phone a lot. I play against these <laughs> I play against these two characters that come with the game. Like you can pick okay. the six people you play against sure. or whatever, but I always pick the same two women and I call them horrible names all of the time. Wow. Um, but they're not very like good. Like girl boss. <laughs> like see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Which is I almost assume. as bad as girl boss. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Um and yeah, so it's not the same. They're, they aren't as intuitive. There's a lot of trading involved. And when you're playing mm. with friends in person, you can obviously be like, listen, if you trade with me now, I'll trade with you even better later. That Make kind deals. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't do that with robots. You can play friends on mobile, but I just like don't very often. Unless you want to, we can absolutely start doing that, Connor. <laughs> I'm o- I'll say I'm open to the idea. I'm not committed to it, but I'm open to it. I think you got to fall in love with it in real life first. But yeah. the thing that I love about it is I just love a game you can fall asleep to. So I can just lay on my side. Call, what high praise for this call game. These, call these bitches what they are as they steal my <laughs> wheat from me and then fall asleep when I win. <laughs> that a game... I love a game I can fall asleep to. Don't let the game hear you. The game might get a little, feel a little insecure. If, <laughs> but I fall asleep to that. it every night. That's, is that's that security. Like, that's your way you just like mainline sleep eventually? Like Yeah, sometimes. I have anxiety. So definitely if I wake up at 4 a.m. and instead of like pacing around or something, I'd much rather just like try to think about how Marianne is fucking me over by stealing my resources or like building where I wanted to build. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely like helpful in that way. Yeah. I'm definitely going to put a pin in that to come back and ask you about that. I mean, in all seriousness, I will come back and ask you about that because I'm very okay. interested. Um, 
So, so you get this game at the park. Were you immediately sucked into it? Did it take time to get used to it? Do you remember any of that? Yeah, it definitely took time to get used to it for what I for the reason I was just kind of saying. Um, it's different than in person, literally. So the way that Catan works is it's a bunch of hexagons laid out next to each other. Each one represents a different resource, but there's um, an exterior right of the game board that you can play on and that's the ocean because you're playing on an island Catan or Catan is an island um and you can you can build there and when I play with humans um sometimes we put our first placement down on the outside of the board it gives you less oh, like the perimeter yeah it, ge- it's, it gives you less resources that might like come into your hand but yes. if they're better resources, it can be worth it to have less but better. And uh, oh, interesting. So the, and so, yeah. I do have a question, which I think I know you kind of answered it already. Which is, if you you know put a thing, you don't get as many resources because you're technically not bordering two hexagons. You're bordering like the ocean and one hexagon. You're bordering two instead of three. Okay, gotcha. Because if you're in the middle, it's like you usually are in a place where all three come together. Yes. Because um, they're all like. Oh, and that's for a settlement, not not like the road, right? Right. Cool. Great. I'm yep. also kind of relearning it as we're talking. Yes. Yes. So basically, whatever you're touching has a number associated with it. And the whole game is just taking turns, rolling the dice. And if your number rolls, then you get to pick up something to help you move forward in the game. So if awesome. you're touching only two. It's not as good as three unless, you know, you're touching a six and an eight, which are, of course, mathematically the highest likelihood of what you're going to roll with two dice, two die. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) but if you're touching three, like, and it's a two and a 12 and a five, then it's just not going to roll as much, but you're still touching more numbers. Um, but okay. the the robots I play against never build on the outside to start the game. <laughs> so that really? was like a thing I had to get used to that like they just don't do it. And I don't know if it's because, you know, statistically speaking, it might be better to hit three numbers than two or if they if it's just programmed that way <laughs> for no real good reason. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, man, that's it's- like the computer can't beat the human. It's not, there's no ingenuity there, right? Like a human's mind. Yes, exactly. I do lose. I do lose about a quarter of the games that I play on this this mobile app, but it's usually, yeah, there's like a few less intuitive things that are going hmm. on there where I just had to like get used to it. And I was like, oh, I can build there. They're not going to take the spot because they don't build there. <laughs> That's funny. So. Was, was there anything else about the difference between the, you know, on the mobile version as opposed to the bo- the actual game that was like noticeable to you, whether that you had to adjust to at all? Let's see. Something that I don't like is I love making boards. If the, oh. mo- if the mobile game let me make my own board, I would be so happy, but it auto generates a board every time. Gotcha. Um, I and when you're making the it. actual board, is there like a way the game has you randomize it or do you just play stuff where you want? 
you can do either. There's like a oh. set Catan board or you can do whatever the hell you want. So okay, I cool. love to like cluster all of the things together or like separate them all out or put all the good numbers next to each other and all the bad numbers next to each other. Mm-hmm. Or like we'll add more. There's um there's an island or not an island, a desert in the middle of the board. Yes. But sometimes we like add extra deserts to make it a harder game. So you're Ooh. not you're not picking up numbers on on the desert if it rolls um and you're built on it um so yeah you can't customize it dang that's really interesting to me that because i've been wondering you know there i assumed there were going to be differences in not only the way the game played but maybe this is the wrong word but sort of the satisfaction of it because as opposed to playing you know there is something fun about setting down a board whatever you're playing getting out the pieces moving them around um, and this game, obviously the mobile version there, it's just all on the screen. Yeah. And I also like, there's part, there's a part of me that loves that. So like the part of me that wants to fall asleep playing it, I love it. Like, I don't have to get out the board. I don't have to like wait Clean for somebody up. to think really hard about their turn and take like five <laughs> minutes, you know, it's just like, boom, 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 my turn, boom, 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 my turn. And I love that. Cause I can try anything. I can try like putting my shit where I would never put it. Cause if I lose, it doesn't really matter. Cause I was yeah. just trying something out as opposed to with my friends where I want to win so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that's the thing. It's sort of like a training tool. <laughs> I was just going to ask you it's it, it. And I don't feel like I'm doing too much assuming here, but it really feels like what you're saying is that it's sort of like, like a training ground for you to experiment and get better and keep sharp. Is that yep. accurate? Yeah. Well, like if I read game theory and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be doing that. Okay, I'll try it. I'll look at the board. And if I think I want to do something else, I won't. I'll do this thing that is supposed to work and I'll see if it does. Wow. That's like the athlete in you like going <laughs> and training outside of practice or like even just putting in extra work at practice or thinking about it, but you're applying it to this board game. Just like high school. <laughs> Heck yeah, we brought it back, folks. We're talking at, we're at kicker hour. Meg Joe, what was your favorite field goal that you ever kicked in high school? Do you have a most memorable field goal? Probably um, a couple game winning ones at least. Not really game winning ones. We weren't really a big like we didn't rely much on special teams as much as I wish we had more. Um, but I did hit a 50 in practice and that was Holy fun. Sh- that's insane. And then let's see. Oh, I had one time where I got tackled. So that was really memorable. It was raining and it Ow. got, it got um, set over my head. So I had to block for my, my holder and I got ruined. <laughs> And then there was one I made and then a team member on the other team called me a bitch. And then I got to watch my teammates just murder him all game. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) They just immediately started beating up on him. Yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Those are my three faves, I think. Wow. Well, thank you. This has been Meg's (laughs) Kicker Hour. (laughs) Meg's High School Minute. And today was just the kicker portion. I love it. This is a segment I'm going to do on every episode, whether or not you're here. (laughs) Meg's High School Minute. I love it. Uh, I'm sure you do because it's about you. Um, <laughs> but back to the sort of training thing, um, you yeah. were getting into that a little bit. Um, was there anything else you wanted to share about how you've used it or what you've learned from from playing the mobile version or anything you like to do with it? Yeah, I mean, if there is somebody listening that actually likes this game and plays this game a lot, um, 
I will say the importance of wheat <laughs> cannot be discounted. Uh, wow. I think that's that's the thing. Like, it's the most important thing in the whole game, in my opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope I hope Alec and Kyla and Corey aren't listening to this. <laughs> we won't. As, just tell them. We'll just not make it available on their iTunes. I'll I'll talk to Apple. Okay, thank you. I need You're to. Welcome. I am president of this this current season, and I need to win it. <laughs> okay, good. We'll we'll help you. Uh, yeah. Um, also, the importance of ports. Place your first settlement near a port, touching your best number. And what's the significance of that? So, like I said, there's trading. Yes. And for the whole game, no matter what, you can trade into the bank four resources for one. So if oh. no one will trade with me and I have four sheep and I want a wheat, I can just give the bank four sheep and take a wheat. If, okay. If, if you wanted to trade for, with me, we could do a one for one or two for one or something, whatever. But if you are on a port, like say I'm on a wheat port, and I'm touching wheat and I can't, I'm getting a lot of wheat in my hand. I can trade wheat two for one for anything into the bank. Wow. And just, and that's significant because you need other things to build other things and keep moving forward in the game. So if I have like eight wheat in my hand, I can trade it in for two wood, two brick, build two roads. <laughs> Dang, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So the significance of ports, there we go. Mm -hmm. Um. Was there anything, I feel like I sort of stopped you there because I wanted to ask a question about that. Was there anything else that you've like taken away from your, these intense training sessions that you put yourself <laughs> through game wise? Uh, I think those are the big ones. Definitely. Cause like I said, every game is different. So, you know, I could say wheat's important, but you could be playing a game where wheat is only two, 12 and three. So it sucks and it's not worth it. And then. You never know. But generally, my gameplay is like we imports. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, well, I know we've talked a lot about, we've mostly focused this time so far on like the actual game itself. Um, was there any other, um, is, are there anything, any details about this mobile version that you also, that you might like better or really appreciate that you haven't gotten to touch on yet? Or have you really, have you already gotten to do that? Um. I think, you know, I actually, I didn't think about this until you just asked me that question, but I do have another version, I think a free version of the game on my phone. And I think it just, it like moved too slow. Hmm. And you had even less, like maybe it placed your first thing for you or something, but I like how quickly this thing goes. And that like yeah. part of the fun is almost that you're playing with robots. Cause you can just be like, no, Marianne, I don't want anything. Like, let's move on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been mentioning Marianne a lot because she is indeed a C-U-N-T and I hate her <laughs> and she steals from me all the time. And it's Marianne and who's the other person oh, you play against? Shoot. Uh, it'll come to me. I get I, most I angry at Marianne. So I have to remember. I'm going to open the app. <laughs> Go for see. it. Absolutely. And uh, it's so funny that you choose to continue to play against these two every time. Yeah, part of the reason is, I believe, um, so this this app collect or this game collects data for you. So it like logs how many times each of you wins and stuff. Oh. And so I started out playing against multiple, like trying them all out. But then I realized it's more fun if I stick to the same players, then I'll know total 
like what I've, how well I've now been doing. Now you're really becoming a scientist here. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, it's still about competition for me, even though they are um, robots, but yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. She, Very cool. I don't know her name. <laughs> no, it's okay. She she's such a loser. She doesn't deserve to be named. Uh, so you're totally fine. Um, we've got to talk so much about the game itself. Uh, you touched on a, something earlier that I will ask you about. But I mean, we you already have said you really got into this during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share anything about? And I know it's so fresh because we're still, you know in it it. (laughs) as much as like luckily for some of us our lives have started to change a little bit for the better but is there anything you have to share about the context like when you were finding yourself playing this like any anything like that that you want to talk about yeah so i think i really got like addicted kind of yeah i'll just say it i guess um After we started playing it on a board a lot, and then I wanted to play it more and get better at it, but a lot of it is definitely tied to anxiety for me, like I was touching on before. Like, having a thing where I can, like, I know it'll consume me. I've, like, tried this with, like I said, solitaire before, but it's so mindless that it doesn't work all the yeah. time. You need to be but, engaged a little more. Yeah, but something sure. where, like, you literally have to pay attention to to like even finish the game um, yeah. has been really helpful. And I think that's really, it's a it's a comfort thing for me in a big wow. way to like zone out as I'm sure most video games are for people. But yeah, the accessibility of it. And then just like, if I want to, I can sit down or like try to fall asleep at 4am and play like five games in a row if I need to until like I'm tired yeah. and like not thinking about the things I don't want to think about. Um, Definitely. So I think that's really like why I started to truly play daily. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and this is kind of like, I think you already said this, this is both you waking up in the middle of the night or just at normal points of the day when like that anxiety is just really prevalent. Yeah, or even just as simple as like, so in the second half of COVID, I got a new job where I work like 70 hour weeks a lot of the time. (laughs) And so when I do get off, I don't have a lot of day left. So it helps me to be like, okay, 10 minutes playing Catan and then I'll feel like relaxing. Like it sort of speeds up my like cool down from work in a way. Oh, good. And then I'm like ready to do something else <laughs> like like watch a show or yeah. eat dinner or whatever yeah. it is talk to Corey at all <laughs> like yeah. just something <laughs> yeah that's, that's not really work. yeah that's really interesting that it it's um not only a like a, a tool for you to deal with your your anxiety but also like as a cool down method that's very interesting to me from so, so maybe like heavily involved work meetings or whatnot yeah, which I think is kind of the same thing. It's like fully zoning out, not thinking about other things as much as possible, not like still thinking about work when it's over, not yes. thinking about, you know, th- anything that doesn't matter that keeps us up at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and just thinking about how Gene, Gene, Gene is. Gene, it just came to. Oh, Gene is the other computer character. Yes, about Marianne how Gene is a bitch. <laughs> Gene wins second to me usually. So. Okay, Marianne's the third wheel. She's sort of. just she's just fucking up everybody's shit. 
Uh, that's her main goal, which actually is how, uh, one reason I like to play with, uh, Marianne is that's sort of how Alec plays. <laughs> my, oh, my, so my it's buddy like Alec. <laughs> he's her, she's his, uh, like stand in. Yeah. Wow. Like he will, he will mess stuff up just to mess stuff up. I honestly goose. envy it. I envy it. I I put too much importance on <laughs> playing my best game, but like sometimes it really works out for him because he just fucks everybody over. Wow, what a strategy! Um, that's incredible. Uh, sort of back to this game's place in like your recent life. Um, do you? We've sort of talked about like generally how that's not only helped you, but just like sort of been a thing for you to do. Um, do you have any specific memories that you want to share of like a time where like it was, I don't know, maybe your anxiety was particularly bad or you just really needed a distraction and it like came through or, and if you don't, that's fine. I'm just sort of curious. No, I think when you're asking me that question, I was just getting like very clear memories of like, I went to the park a lot during COVID. So Mm -hmm. I would just like even go alone, not even go alone, but I went alone a lot and I would just put on music and play Catan. That's awesome. <laughs> and that was it. And I think that I'm sure like it's pulled me out of spiraling into a panic attack a few sure. times, just like other things do too. But um, mostly I just like find it really pleasant to listen to music or listen to a podcast and just zone out and, and play it. That's cool. Um if you want to share what park you you go to and you do this, feel free. Because I'd love to hear about like I, I wanted to ask about the environment a little bit. Oh, I'm a reservoir girl through and Dude, through. Dude, <laughs> sick. So over just like the like little patch that's like that's like by the like walking paths and stuff. Yes, because uh, it's very close to us, and I can walk there. That oh, and that's a nice little um, that's a nice walk too. Yeah, it's only like you're getting a, some steps in. It's only like a it's less than a half mile. Wow. I think. Well, to get to the park, it's probably a half mile, but it's like a three yeah. minute drive. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. When you would go to the park, are you bringing like, is there a blanket you always bring? Are you bringing a drink? Are there snacks? Like, what are you coming armed with most of the time? Listen. I, I love these details. I always bring a drink. All right. Right now I'm drinking. This is, I'm now I'm just marketing things, this whole podcast that Please I have nothing do. to do with. I'm <laughs> drinking a Topo Chico hard seltzer, which Hell if you yeah. drink, why aren't you drinking this? It's so good. And, uh, um, oh, I have this amazing blanket that, again, I got in high school. <laughs> Not yes. kidding. I think my mom got it for me when I graduated, actually. One side is a tarp and the other side is soft blanket. And it's the best thing that's ever been invented. <laughs> that is the perfect blanket for the park and there's no competition. Yep. And it wraps up and you can wear it as a bag if you need to. Excuse me. I, I won't. <laughs> oh, good. You should, you know what? In fact, I'm glad you didn't. That's awesome. Uh, any any snacks in there? You bring books, a journal, or is it just your no. just the phone? Sometimes I like will write notes in my phone because I'm thinking about a pilot I'm working on or something. But yeah, um, can't do that if I'm playing Catan. So that's well, true. I can, but you got to interrupt it. Uh, I'm, you're I'm not in, about to do that. No. <laughs> gotta, I gotta beat Jean. Um, I am an extra toasty cheese it girl. <laughs> Ooh, delicious! Yep. And uh, that's pretty much it. I usually prioritize that, bringing like beer or seltzer over snacks. Yeah, 
Would you or you go like any time of the day, or is it like late afternoons after work? Like, is there? Well, does it depend? At the beginning, when we weren't, wor- well, I wasn't working during COVID. I would go all- constantly, and actually yeah. now we have a balcony, and I spend about six hours a day of my work day on my balcony. I love wow. to be outside. So when I was unemployed, I would just go there all day. Cool. Corey would like juggle a soccer ball, and I'd play Catan. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um. That's fantastic. Uh, Meg, I feel like I've gotten to hear so much great stuff from you, not only about <laughs> what you actually like about the mobile version of this board game that you're in love with, but also, you know, sort of its place for you in the last year and how you use that. Um, if you didn't have anything else to share, would you mind sort of wrapping up your uh, thoughts and feelings before we um, move on to some fun post-show segments? Yeah, I think I'm pretty wrapped up. Uh, it's a great game. If you're not... I mean, hey, if you're not a game board person, maybe try it on mobile because it goes so fast. My best friend, Molly, who I host that podcast with, hates games. She doesn't have the attention span for it, and it breaks my heart (laughs) constantly. You're Um, you're really putting something aside in that relationship. Yes, I am. But also, I'm sure she's doing more than me of that. (laughs) Um, But if you like games like this at all, I highly recommend trying to get your hands on the real version, uh, really getting like well acquainted with it and then playing it. But if not, I think I I think I paid for this game like four dollars or something, which is not a big deal. But I knew I liked it. Looks like you got your money worth. dude. Well, yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) I play it constantly, but it's also not a huge investment just to try it out. Um I guess I would just like watch a YouTube video about the <laughs> all the gotcha. rules, the robber, <laughs> things like that. But um, no, yeah, I mean, try it, try it. The game or mobile, it's it's a really good way to zone out. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for sharing about all of that. That was really fantastic to hear from you. Uh, and again, thank you for bringing some variety to the show, talking about <laughs> a mobile game and a board game in one. Listen, like, it's all I have. Okay, unless we're talking about Zoom beanies, this is what I have. (laughs) Which we will be very soon. Um, Well, Meg, I'll go ahead and move us on to the post-show segments, beginning with the Fact Me by Your Game segment. And this is just where I share a couple facts with my guest about the game. Um, Really couldn't find any facts about the mobile version, (laughs) but I do have some fun uh, uh, Settlers-related facts to share with you. The first of which I have titled Cinema of Catan. And um, did you know, Meg, that there have actually been two Catan-related movies out there, one that's been produced and one that's um, in development still? My jaw is on the floor. I literally, I kid you not, two weeks ago, I texted Alec and I was like, we need to write a Catan movie, like an action comedy Catan movie. Wow. Now we can't. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, who's to say you can't? But I'm going to tell you about these these movies. Um, first, in 2014, a short film titled The Lord of Catan was released. Uh, <gasps> actors Amy Acker and Fran Kranz, neither of which I know who they are, but you can click their names on the Wikipedia, so you probably can learn about them. Okay. Um, they starred in a movie as a married couple immersed in an increasingly intense game of Catan. Um, so it's not, you know, oh, like, they're not literally like settling an island. They're playing co- the board game. Yes. Oh, I in, have to watch this. I hope it's horrible. So the Lord of Catan. Uh, okay. And I, I, I hope that for you too. <laughs> the second one. So here's some details about it. In February, okay. 2015, Variety announced that producer Gail Katz 
had purchased the film and TV rights to Settlers of Catan. Um, there's a lot of details about like some scattered details about what's gone on since then. But most recently, the last report on it was in 2018 that a writer named Blaze Hemingway has actually written the screenplay and that the main character will be named Herman Woundaba, but that's all that's known about the film. Blaze Casting is unknown. Hemingway. Here's a crazy Come on. thing. Here, here's it's a crazy thing. So, Meg, this is might blow your mind a little bit. I didn't know this before doing some research for today for this episode. I know that guy. <gasps> Shut up. Uh, Blaze Hemingway is one of the first people that my, me and my ro- first roommate in LA, Johnny Andow, met at. Do you know the drawing room on Vermont or Hillhurst? No. It's this little dive bar that's tucked away. My roommate and I would go there occasionally, and we met these two guys, Blaze and Jerry. And they were like 10 years older than us, but they were so cool. They were really cool to us and clearly had been like, I guess, living in LA for a while. Yeah. Um, and were actors and writers. But this is absolutely the same guy because um, I've seen another movie, he, another like indie movie he did. And, and this guy, Jerry is on iCarly. So oh, which that's unrelated to this, but um anyway, when I read that I was like, "Oh, I know who this person is." Um That is so crazy. It's nuts. Probably doesn't remember me, but Do you think he's related uh, to Hemingway? No, but as I googled his name earlier, uh as you start typing Blaze Hemingway, one of the like suggested results is Blaze Hemingway related to Ernest? <laughs> <laughs> that's like something people have searched um, okay. that's it for the first fact the second one is titled it. video games galore um, so aside from today's uh, mobile version of Catan that we talked about Catan Classic there have actually been a large number of Catan video games that have been produced I'm just gonna highlight oh go for it no you saying that just reminded me that when you asked me to do this I looked it up and I there's a new PS4 maybe you're gonna tell me this 3D game or I'm sorry virtual reality game same thing I guess kind of oh yes and I was like oh cool again this is gonna be like settling (laughs) and so like an actual video game but it literally (laughs) you can play Catan virtual reality style with your friends and you all have like avatars playing at a table together i feel like you would actually like to try that i would love to but i'm not (laughs) gonna pay for it and neither are three of my friends (laughs) right i didn't actually i wasn't gonna share about that one so that's really cool yeah um thank you the i will name a few though they're the one of the first ones was an msn version of the game so on the msn.com website made in 2005 the first mobile version was made for this phone slash console called the N-Gage by oh. Capcom in the same year. Um, ports of Catan were also made for both the Xbox and 360, I think in like 2008. And then there was a Nintendo DS version of Settlers only released in Europe. And then lastly, the last one I found information on was... Um, in November 2019, Niantic Incorporated, who's the same company who made the uh, Pokemon Go, oh. uh, you know, augmented reality game. Yeah. They're uh, developing an AR, like an augmented reality settlers game. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So tons of video games. Um, that's the end for the fa- of the Fact Me By Your Game segment. I will now 
pivot us to the game recommendation segment. And Meg, this is the one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name that I have on the show where I'm going to treat Settlers of Catan, the mobile version, Catan Classic, <laughs> as your passionate summer army hammer love. And, okay. and these suggestions are going to be potential new romantic partners for you oh my God, um, based so on Catan. So... Um, the first one I want to recommend is a very popular game is if you want to continue to settle and to build a civilization or really an island from the Mm -hmm. ground up with a lovely little cute community, (laughs) I'll recommend Animal Crossing New Horizons for the Nintendo Switch. Of course. The game that everybody played last year. Um, if you would rather build not just a settlement, but a civilization, Meg, I'll recommend to you a game called Civilization Six, which is this it's sort of like roller coaster tycoon meets Catan. Okay. Um, but a really intense game. And lastly, the game we're talking about today is a board game made into a video game. Mm-hmm. Meg, if you want the opposite, if you want a video game made into a board game, I'm gonna recommend to you Fallout, the board game. Really? Which, I did not know that was a board game. Yeah, it's it's like a post-apocalyptic RPG series. Okay. Um, and uh, they made a board game for it. <laughs> so, so that's my three game recommendations for you. That'll wrap up that segment, and that will actually bring us to the end of the show. So, uh, mm-hmm. before we do plugs, and of course, like I said, I'm ask you to plug anything you want. Um, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate you hopping on. This is really fun to hear from you today. Thank you. It's really really fun to do it <laughs> thanks for Heck letting yeah. me think about and talk about Catan even more hey it's <laughs> what we do here um meg what would you like to plug uh on your way out and truly there's no there's not too many plugs so if you want to plug a bunch go for it or if you want to do a little that's fine too i just have a little um i'm uh i think i'm meg joe pretty much on everything Maybe make dash Joe, whatever. There aren't that many of us. Uh, and then my improv team, Wild, has a Twitch channel where we perform, and that's Wild Improv. Um, it's our Twitch handle. Is that what you say? I'm such a gamer. We already know Twitch this. Twitch channel. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's twitch.tv slash wild improv. Correct. Occasionally, you'll do shows on fr- the occasional Friday night. It has been monthly, but, you know, I think we're taking a step back because real shows are coming up they're, they're happening the they've started um we haven't done any yet but i hope we can stop doing them on Zoom yes i feel you <laughs> on twitch um but for now that's where we're at and wild improv is our, our all of our social handles um and you know i'm not getting paid to do this but watch blind spotting it's so good sick <laughs> uh and then also stay tuned on Forever Babe so you can see yes. when new episodes pop out. Yes. Forever Probably anywhere Babe you can get pop. podcasts, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Meg, thank you uh, for all those plugs. I'm going to go ahead and close this out with some plugs of my own. Yay. The cover art for this show is, of course, done by the wonderful Glenn J. You can find him and his awesome art on Instagram at, at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. As we've already talked about on the on the ad before the show, uh, Call Me By Your Game is all a part of a Patreon little podcast network that we have going on at patreon.com slash radio. So if you like me, you like my opinions on games, if you like the Zelda series, you're going to like what you find there because we're doing a ton of wonderful content this year, um, including, as you probably know, a bonus 
monthly episode called Call Me By Your Game Co-op, where I have a group of people on to discuss a game that is special to all of us. That's at the DJ Toad $10 tier. Um, and so Meg, got to have you on for that pretty soon. <laughs> I think we're going to have Allie Jennings on and uh, potentially Anna Salinas as well. <gasps> yes. So it's going to be a blast. Um, this show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to watch it live, you can check it out every Friday at roughly 6 p.m. Pacific on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. Um, but check our socials because that can change. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. That'll do it for yet another episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. <laughs>